It's the 60 podcast presented by Mint Sports. Grand final reaction. We're recording this just about an hour after the finish. Siebes, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. What a game of footy. Crazy. Crazy stuff. Let's just get the juices flowing. Um, Nathan Cleary, when he is inducted to being an immortal, this is the game we'll circle. Mate, it's, it's dead set. One of the best performances I've ever seen. Um, I know I texted you not long after full time, so he's undoubtedly one of the greatest footballers ever, let alone halfbacks. Oh, and any any suggestion that, oh, this is one of the great grand final performances ever, no, no. We spoke the other day about people not deserving the Clive Churchill at times. Well, he certainly deserved it tonight. Um, let's, let's go through the game. Uh, the first 20 minutes, God, I thought the Broncos can take a lot out of that. They defended tremendously well. They shot themselves in the foot so many times it wasn't funny. But if the Broncos were to hold on at the end there, I think that we would look back at that 20 minutes and say that's what won the Broncos the game. 100%, mate. I, I do think, though, that Penrith were being Penrith. So a, a mate of mine texted me and said, this is like one of those videos you watch where the anaconda slowly <laughs> strangles its prey. Yes. And, and that's what it was like because you knew that Penrith didn't really care what they did in the first 20. They knew with 15 to go that they were going to put the Broncos away, which is what they did. I just think that they had no idea that they were going to be down by 16 points with 20 to go. That was the big difference. It came from nowhere. It's almost like in that first 20, if the play wasn't 100% on, they were more than happy to just take the tackle three metres out. Yeah, definitely. They, They didn't... They didn't panic, and that's what you know why they're such a good footy side. Because over the last few years, they've learned that they don't have to panic. It doesn't matter what happens early. It's it's who's on you know in front at, at full time, which ninety nine times out of a hundred they are. And I I really thought that you, you're correct there in in the fact that it was like they were strangling them the the whole first half, and you could see Dylan Edwards had 170 run meters in the first half, which yes, it's it's phenomenal work by him. There's no doubt about it, but. They just strangled the Broncos in their own twenty, so he was able to get thirty meters of return every time. Yeah, mate, and and you know what? It showed the difference between the two fullbacks. I mean, Reese Walsh is a superstar. We all know that. Look, he's he's a stud, isn't he? And at the end of the day, he can break a game open. He's got brilliant plays in him, and he he does it nearly every week. He comes up with something unbelievable. But would you swap him for Dylan Edwards? You know, pr- probably not. I think the Panthers had a really good game plan. They were actually kicking it to Jesse Arthurs, who I know will go through every player, and he was one of the Broncos' better players, Jesse Arthurs. But the Panthers were kicking the footy to him for two reasons. In their mind, he was the least threat of the back three. Yes. But it also showed that they knew that Reese Walsh was not going to take a hit up inside his own 30. So basically what happened was Arthurs was getting the footy isolated at the back, you know, he was doing a good job. He was trying to get him on the front foot. But then Walsh was there, and he wasn't taking the next play. So, you know, Stags or, or Farmworth were having to get back and take that next play. And then um, Walsh wasn't injecting himself until they were on about halfway. And I really think that it did hurt Brisbane. No doubt. We spoke about this with Andrew a couple of weeks ago, that uh, if these two teams were to match up in the grand final, and they did, what the game would look like. And it really panned out how... Andrew painted the picture with with his stats that he does at the Rugby League Eye Test. So, 
the game was lived. The game lived in the Broncos 10 to the Panthers 40. And it was just a matter of, can the Broncos, who have the best inside 20 defense in the comp, so when you're inside, they're attacking to, in, the, in the attacking 20, they have the best defense in the comp this year, as far as the inside the 20 goes. How long can they sustain that? And if you look at the yeah. if you look at the tries from Penrith, so there was one from a dropout that the Broncos just shot themselves in the foot, right? Let's forget that one. There was one from Cleary, which was about uh, sorry, Cleary set it up to Leota, but that was about thirty meters out. So really, inside the twenty, Kevy got to be looking at that, going, "We did a tremendous job." Oh, they did, mate. They, they did a great job. They defended so well. They scrambled. They they had good line speed. Um, you know, Masan actually pointed it out to me early on. He had doubts on whether or not they were on side in that, that right-hand side of theirs because they were certainly getting the attacking player as they were catching the ball. Um, but their, their line speed was really good. They defended, they scrambled. And, and you know what? It just showed that you, you've got to do it for 80 minutes. It's no good doing it for the first 20 or, or for the first 75. The second they switched off, Cleary exposed them. And that, that, first, that first half was just an absolute... Slobberknocker, as JR would say back in the day. Um, but nice, nice uh, WWF reference. I like it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, Andrew from the Rugby League Eye Test put out his expected points after the first half, which I found really interesting. So he had the expected first half score 13 to 5 uh, in, in favour of Penrith. So uh, the fact that Penrith were only able to score eight points and really lucky points. Really, like the the dropout, that was a gift to Penrith, to be honest. So Broncos must have been going into halftime on top of the world, scoring that try right on the death. They must have been loving life. Oh, of course, mate, because, you know, I think the commentators had just finished saying if if Penrith happened to score again, Brisbane are three tries down or three scores down, and how do you come back from that? So, yeah, for them to be down by two and then within minutes into the second half they were up, it was, um, yeah, they would have been on cloud nine. And then Mam just exploded. Um, And that 10 minutes from him was unbelievable. The the speed he showed, the power, the footwork, it was was super impressive, wasn't it? Oh, he's got some wheels. And, well, we'll talk about the second half now. So Ezra Mam, I'll tell you what, I kept waiting for the cover to come across and get him, but he just outran them all. Before we go too deep into the second half, and again, this is not a, um, a beat-up Reese Walsh podcast or anything like that. I, I did see one stat, which was really interesting. He'd run for 36 metres in the first half. Now, I don't want to compare him so much to Edwards because they're different players. Walsh can do things that Edwards can't, yep. and Edwards that, that Walsh can't do or doesn't do. So I think the next step for, for Walsh to become really that true top two or three fullback is he needs to find some metres out of yardage. Uh, It's key. You can't have, you know, Cobbo had a game where he makes errors and you know that he's got that in him. You can't rely on one of your back three to be getting out of yardage. 100%. And you mentioned Jesse Arthurs earlier. Jesse Arthurs was a real circle for me in the pregame because Corey Oates not being there, I know Corey Oates has some defensive issues, but he is a great carry out out of your own end. And Jesse Arthurs, to me, was the, the guy to target for Penrith. But I thought he had a almost a career game. He was unbelievable. Yeah. He, he did, mate. He, um, I think it was the best game he's ever played. He, he was so good. Yeah, there was a few of those tonight. And Ezra Mam, uh, what, a, what a future Ezra Mam has. And 
Uh, we've spoken about him a lot over the past couple of weeks, but it's it's not it's not difficult to see him reaching bigger heights than this. Well, I actually, um, you know, come up with the, the saying about 15 minutes into the second half that he could have been man of the match. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't come up with that, my young bloke did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's given it to me from the other side of the house after claiming that one. <laughs> but it was a nice little pun. I liked it. <laughs> well, it, it, I'll tell you what, Nathan just about went and took the Clive Churchill off him with two minutes to go. But, um, look... Broncos skip out to that lead. It's 24 to 8. I said to my dad and brother at the time, I said, if the Panthers were to find a way to come back and win here, they'd make Cleary an immortal tomorrow. And I said it very tongue in cheek. I, 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 I was not expecting anything close to what we saw, but there was always time for Panthers. And that's the thing. They scored their tries so quickly, the Broncos, that. It just left too much time on the clock. It's like it's like in the NFL when um, the Bills and Kansas City played a couple of years ago. The Bills scored uh, in the final minute and they left 20 seconds on the clock. And that was 20 seconds too long for Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey to get up the field and kick a field goal to win the game. Like They just left too much on the clock. Yeah, I know. And it's funny, isn't it? Like, yeah, the NFL guys do that a lot, don't they? Where someone's away for a touchdown and they actually will run out, yes, um, or feed a meter from from the try line because they know that they can't give the opposition one crack. And, and I just think that that twenty minutes from Cleary, you know, the the show and go and putting the palm on Cape or setting up Leota straight into the, that forty twenty, like on about play three, which showed enormous balls to, to even attempt it on play three and to pull it off. And it was probably a 30-10. He, he hit it that well um, into, you know, I, I know Crichton had to do a lot and it was a great try. And, and I'm sure we'll talk about Crichton um, in more depth and the big moments that he has in his career on, on the big stage because he constantly does it. Um, you know, so there was a try assist there. And then to finally ice the game with, with the try. Um, yeah, I, I think... Yeah, it, it was just unbelievable. And yet, the more I think about it, as I'm talking, I, I'm starting to think about some of the other big plays that Crichton had. There was uh, down the left, about 40 out, where he's kicked and put the kick chase on. Um, you know, physically physically belted Walsh and, and got the repeat set. Then there was another little grubber to, to get a repeat set on the left edge where nothing was on late in the game. So, you know, Cleary doesn't get in the position to win it without Crichton, but undisputed. Um, you know, Clive Churchill. It was, it was so good. There's no doubt about it. Stephen Crichton had a wonderful game, and a play that you missed out also. So, um, the Broncos were up by four with about five to go, and they had a Broncos had a really great set to get into attacking position, and uh, Stephen Crichton yep. intercepted the ball. He, uh, it was on the ground. It certainly wasn't one of his more um, grandiose interceptions that he's had in big games over the years, but. The effort to get the ball back was was there, and you're so right. Crichton had a lot to do to score that try as well, and and he, he beat a couple of really good players to score that try. Uh, but the forty twenty is the play, isn't it? It really is. Oh, it was, and let's not forget all of this in the last twenty was with Noah's IEO, who everyone tries to say orchestrates everything. So you know, Cleary just plays off the back of it. But I'm going to go off on a tangent later about the Cleary haters and I wish people would just wake up to themselves and acknowledge when someone's good at footy because it, it's frustrating. Anyway, that last 20, he had Noah's IEO for most of it. 
he had no signs for him. And Luai, had, the shoulder had finally just, he, he couldn't go on with, with the um, the pop shoulder. So with what most people say are his, um, well, the quartet of, of Penrith and, and the people that he needs to be playing well to do what he does, well, they were off and he still did it and looked better than ever. Yeah. And I don't want to take anything away from the Broncos because I know a couple of people have accused us of being Broncos haters over the time, but, but yeah. the Broncos were so good tonight defensively. Um, right. And, and I, like Penrith threw so much at them in that first half, Steve. I don't know if you noticed this, but a lot of times um, they had Cleary playing first receiver and Yo actually playing second receiver to just show something different uh, in, yeah. in, in attacking space. So they threw a lot at them. Yeah, they, and, and you think, like, it's going to be a tough for Brisbane, like, how they bounce back, because you saw how Paris struggled last year after, you know, a completely different game. Instead of getting their heart broken in the last 20, like what happened tonight, Paris got their heart broken in the opening 20, and then just took two months to come good um, the following year. It, it will be interesting to see how, how Brisbane can bounce back. Um, but I do agree with you, mate. Penrith had to start throwing different looks and different shape because could Brisbane defended so well. Absolutely. And we, we will talk about these two teams a little bit later because I do think both of these teams um, lose a fair bit going into next year. And uh, we've, we've mentioned one of them already in Stephen Crichton. And um, uh, another player that was superb tonight for the Broncos, if, if you take Ezra Mam's three tries out, I think he was probably their best. And that was Tom Flegler. He, he had a really great game. Yeah, and a whisker behind him is Herbie Farmworth. Herbie was good too. He was dang. Yep. Um, but no, I agree with Flegler was excellent. Uh, oh, yeah, obviously, and we'll get there. Payne Hash was excellent. Um, but oh, I did think Flegler, he, he was really good tonight. It's one of the best games he's ever played. And, and, and I do think Herbie was very, very good. Seems if this was any other club, down 24 to 8 with 20 to go, mate, they with the injuries that they had, Mate, they were so gone. They conceded three tries back to back to back. Mate, they were gone for all money. How how does this club just keep on keeping on? Oh, it's 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 crazy, and it just I know we've spoken about it as well, but it makes you just scratch your head how Ivan Cleary has never won um, Coach of the Year. Yeah, it, it's just but you know, yes, he's got the cattle there, but he loses blokes every year. Someone new comes in and he does a great job with them and, and just gets them up and gets them going. Yeah, and he loses the coach of the year to, like, the co- he loses the guy who won coach of the year. So he loses quality all around him in the in the coaching department yeah. as well. That's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's so good. Imagine how proud you would be sitting there, you know, and, and not only to, to win your third in a row, but it, for it to be your son to do what he did to win you that game, like it, it just—I can't imagine how he would be feeling. Oh, the, the, <laughs> if he wants Maccas on the way home, he can get it. Let's put it that way. That's I did say that um, my wife brought on sometimes. Like he is getting whatever he wants for breakfast in the morning. <laughs> um, a couple of guys for Penrith I just want to touch on. Oh, actually, you know what? Let's do our top three players for the game. Obviously, Cleary's number one, but who are your two and three? Well, I actually did come up with a, a top five. And yep. Just after full time, I, I was thinking to myself, because look, we haven't even spoken about the fact that, yeah, we said it's a great game, but that's arguably now into the top three best grand finals in living memory. Well, it was a, 
But for mine, that was a better game of footy than the Cowboys-Brisbane game. Oh, the... Because the first 75 minutes were excellent. Well, the first half alone was brutal. It was like an origin game. Yeah, it was so quick. Um, so oh, I did say to my son, on my cars, mate, you, you don't... You're such a young bloke, you don't realise what you're seeing here. I want your take as well. I, I asked him to give me his top five players and, and what he thought of the game because I thought it'd be interesting to throw that out there as well just to, to get a, a 15-year-old's perspective on what could be one of the best games that you know we've ever seen. So, um, yeah, sorry to answer your question. Cleary's number one for yep. me, definitely. Yeah. Uh, my number two was... Um, yeah, it was a tough one because we said there was a number of blokes that played really well. I've actually got to give number two to Payne Haas. I thought he was so good. His work rate was phenomenal. I actually can't believe that they took him off because it was a game where he, he can play 80, so why take him off? Yeah. I, I thought that was... In a game that was so fast, Seebs, in a game that was so fast and so open towards the end, he made 40 out of 40 tackles. And didn't look fatigued at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a head scratcher. Yep. Yeah. Uh, who's your three? So I had for, for my three, um, I changed my mind a few times. But I've actually come back to Dylan Edwards. I just can't go past 300 running metres and 26 or 7 hit-ups, whatever he did. Um, oh, yeah. I thought he was, I thought he was so good. And- but hence... Because I was tossing and you know, arming and that's why I've got a top five. His runs, seems were so good. Like they, he poked through the line every time. It reminded me of Tedesco, like three years ago, like prime Tedesco. Like his ability to poke his nose through the line every single time he returns the ball. Oh yeah, agree, mate. Agree. It's yeah, it was excellent. It, it, what he what he lacks in ball playing, he makes up for in pure guts and determination. Yep. Who's your four? So my, my four, um, well, I have to have Ezra Mam. You can't score a hat trick in a grand final <laughs> and not be in the top five best players. So, yeah. um, you know, while he had some moments that he'll probably regret, it, he was outstanding. At 20 minutes, he just took the game by the scruff of the throat and blew it wide open. Yeah, he's never played Origin, never played anything close to this. So for that to be your first game is pretty impressive. And who's your five? Oh, um, so... I did originally have um, Fisher Harris, but as we've been talking this through, I have to have Stephen Crichton. You yeah. know, without Crichton, they don't win. Yeah, uh, I, it's funny you mentioned Fisher Harris because I would argue that the best front row for Penrith was Moses Leota, and he set the tone in that first twenty minutes, or first five minutes, when he knocked Pat, uh, Pat Carrigan on his ass, and yeah. he his his he didn't have as many meters as Fisher Harris, but boy, they packed a punch. Oh, for sure, mate. I, I agree. You probably missed it because you, you're in the studio, but um, Gallon just went into the Panther shed and was interviewing on a couple of them, and um, he, he interviewed Fisher Harris. And put it this way, he, he's still grumpy now, and they won. Yep. So, like, he's a nasty dude. He turned his eyes with the switch and he said, no, no, we made it personal. We weren't letting them get over us. I wanted them. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few psychos that played tonight just quietly. Uh, yeah. Liam Martin, Liam Martin was outstanding in the in the first half. I, one thing that when you go back and watch the game, I think that is very evident 
is how much effort Panthers, sorry, how much emphasis Panthers put tonight on their marker defense. Their marker defense was brutal. Like, they were so good. They chased everything, no matter who was there. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I did notice that. It was it was impressive. Yeah, and Liam Martin, I thought, I thought uh, ran that. Like, there was one set where the Broncos got it on the two-meter line, and Liam Martin made the next three tackles for them to be on the 15. You thought, bugger me, they're on here. Like, it's it's pretty brutal. Um, just just going towards the end of the game, Cleary palms off Cape Wells to set up Leota. Uh, he passed it to Crichton, who had a bit of work to do to score the try. Um, kicks a 40-20 and then scores the match-winning try himself and then slots it over. Uh, I don't think it's recency bias. I, th- I do think we'll look back on this as the greatest individual performance in the history of rugby league. Yeah, yeah, the only, and even he said it, I only hesitate because he did have a poor 10 minutes where he missed two tackles, where he missed Mam twice. Um, so, you know, probably can't talk about the, the greatest 20 minutes, the greatest what, Iceman under pressure, you know, that performance. It's, it's hard to think of, of something that equals it. But, you know, if, if you're going to be critical and sit back and talk about the best performances ever, he did have that poor 10 minutes where yeah. defensively he just wasn't up, up to his normal standards, which I know, you know he'd be filthy about and he probably won't miss a tackle for the season 2024 now. <laughs> a, a mate of mine texts me, who's a, who's a massive Penrith fan, um, I, I I texted him something like trouble when they were down 24 to 8 and um, he texted me back, he said, it, it, the old Arnold Schwarzenegger line, if it bleeds, we can kill it. And yeah. it turns out the Broncos do bleed and they can kill it. Oh, the, um, it's just, it was just too much time to go. There was 23 minutes left on the clock when they got to that lead. And while, well, you know, I did think to myself, Broncos, are, they're, they're going to win this. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Penrith score once. And you think, oh, hang on, there's 16 to go. All they've got to do is score in the next six or seven minutes. And it's well and truly game on. And they did. Yeah, it it would have been a really long fifteen minutes at the end there for any Broncos supporter out there. And I've got a lot of them who love to give it to me, and I loved every second of it. <laughs> On that note, we might wrap it up. Any last thoughts? Uh, we'll do another podcast in the next couple of days, but this is just an immediate reaction. Um, any last yeah, thoughts? Mate, yeah, well, the last one because I did, you know, talk to um, Taj about it. I just thought. His top five, just to see how different it was through through a young bloke's eyes. Yeah, he had, um, he had Hass at five slash with a bit of Leota could easily be swapped with him. Um, he had Crichton at four, Fisher Harris three, Mam two, and Cleary Cleary one. So, you know, he's looking at it with with younger eyes, he pretty much had exactly what we had. Yeah, well, for anyone watching tonight, they saw something special. There's no doubt about that. And we'll wrap it up again in the next couple of days. Seeps, good to talk to you. Thanks, mate. This has been the 60 Go Podcast, brought to you by Min Sports, and that is full time.